Welcome to the Wealth Doc Podcast with Mike Heckman from Sable Point Wealth Management. In this podcast, Mike helps business owners, medical professionals, and retirees develop strategies to help preserve, protect, and pass on their wealth. Using practical strategies, Mike acts as your lighthouse keeper to guide your path of converting business assets into retirement income and inheritance funding. We don't like that shipwrecked feeling of not having enough, and you shouldn't either. Join Mike and get ready to explore the tools you need to manage your business efficiently, build its value, and have fun doing it. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Doc Podcast with your host, Mike Heckman. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, Mike. How are you? Oh, fantastic to be here. Thanks, Wendy. How are you? Oh, oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So I see we have a guest in the studio. Yes, we are excited to have Jamie Healy, who serves as the executive director for the Habitat for Humanity in Mason County. All right. Hello, Welcome, Jamie. Jamie. Hi, guys. Uh, so, so uh, Jamie, uh, how long have you been involved with Habitat? Um, I'm going on my ninth year at Habitat um, here in the county. Nine nine years. All right. Almost nine years. Yeah, be nine years in January. So some of our listeners might not be aware of uh, Habitat for Humanity or even that we've got a Mason County organization. Can you talk to us a little bit about like what the mission is and what the purpose is for the Habitat for Humanity? I sure can. I actually, when I started my role, I didn't know um, I didn't know that we existed either. So I worked really hard to try and bring that to uh, the community's attention, the things that we do. Um, Habitat for Humanity is a, an, a global organization, and they're all a little bit different based on community need and capacity. So we are a very small affiliate. Our traditional goal is to build houses and put people into a homeownership situation. That has, uh, we have about, let's see, we've done about 22 homes in our existence. And as things have kind of evolved in construction, that's making it a little bit more difficult these days. But um, we all have that uh, goal in mind in the organization that we want to make sure that everybody has a decent place to live. So that's that's the mission that we that we follow is to make sure that we can be that supportive piece in, in folks' um, ability to have safe, affordable um, and decent housing. So, and since a uh, habitat has come in this area, you've, your organization has been able to, uh, help out with, uh, 22 new homes. And you said that when you came to this organization, uh, you didn't even know that it existed. So what, what were you doing before you, uh, took over habitat? I've done a little bit of everything. I've worked at some municipalities. Um, I have a public administration degree, and then I've worked in a lot of nonprofits. Um, I was a business consultant through the Mason County Growth Alliance. So I've done a little bit of um, nonprofit government uh, work, and all of that prepares me for being in the position that I'm in now. Awesome. Uh, did you feel like uh, the, you, you came in and uh, were able to like handle the reins like uh, great, or was there some learning curve? No, absolutely. I came in and I was great at it right away. <laughs> awesome. Good. I, I expected no, I, no less. No, I, I, I mean, I think with everything, you there's a learning curve, but you know, you just learn the 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 players and you learn the the donors and and your volunteers and it and that all evolves as long as long as it goes as well because I mean, volunteers come and go, board members change, um, community partners are can be different too. So it's it's all like ever changing. <laughs> 
so you said that it's a global organization. Uh, so how does the Habitat for Humanity in Mason County, how is that uh, different from some of the other habitats? One of the things that people may misunderstand is that um, because we're a global organization, that money leaves the community, and that just isn't so. Um, we have some some fees that we have to pay, um, but it's about a total of about $2,500 currently that that leaves the community to go towards the franchise. We tithe, which is to help some of their global missions. And then again, our, our fees are like $1,500 because we're a small affiliate. So those dollars that get donated to our organization all stay here in Mason County. We're very, we're county specific. We're currently in a situation where we can start to um, explore doing some things in Oceana County. We're not quite there yet, um, but they have dissolved. And, and so we're trying to figure out some community partners and try to figure out how that can, uh, so how we can help. Um, but currently as it is, we, everything that stays in Mason County. Right on. So some of our local listeners that uh, may be familiar that uh, you have a Habitat for Humanity uh, Restore. Uh, what is that? How does that work? So our Restore is our largest fundraiser and it's donated items. Uh, we take building materials, um, probably our bread and butter of the store are going to be um, appliances, cabinets, furniture, um, but we've got home decor, we've got dishes. Um, honestly, if, if you're local and you've never been there, you need to stop in because there's a little bit of everything that's there. Um, if you've got things to donate, we have a truck that goes out once a week for larger items for, for folks who don't have the ability to transport those things. And so that is the more we can generate out of, out of that space helps provide more funding to the programs that we do to make sure that we're impacting housing here in the county. So what kind of uh, services does does it serve into the county? You know, so like uh, where does the, that money go that you raise? Yeah. So, again, the, the traditional habitat um, vision is that we were putting creating new homes and putting people into homeownership situations. Um, a couple of years ago, however, it became more and more obvious that those challenges between lack of volunteers, increasing cost of building, obviously like labor and or um labor and materials has continued to grow. So we actually found that there was a a, a gap. Um and so we shifted I think it was about two or three years ago to doing basic needs. Uh, and what that means is there are a lot of homes in our community that don't have a safe roof. They don't have running water. They don't have adequate heat. Um, and wow. those are pretty substantial things when someone, you know, for your home that we take advantage of on a daily basis that folks just don't have access to. So, you know, when you have a home that your well goes out or a pipe breaks and you can't fix it and you have no running water, if there are any kids in the home, that can be very concerning uh, to keep your family together. Same thing with heat. If there's not adequate heat, they're oftentimes they're running space heaters. And that's pretty dangerous. And so yeah. some of those things, if that gets reported or if a kid goes to school and says, "I, yeah, we don't have any running water or I'm really cold because we don't have any heat, then other agencies get involved and we don't want that. We want to keep families together. We want to keep them in their homes and we want to be a part of that solution. So what we do is um, we, we partner with other agencies. So we don't do any direct intake. We partner with the community partners that are already serving these clients. And that serves a purpose in a couple of different ways. One, the client isn't trying to go from agency to agency to agency to try to figure out how to get assistance, right? They're already talking to one person. They're already working with a caseworker. So we just want to streamline that. 
So I'm I'm a team of one in my office. We have oh, wow. we've got some staff at the restore, but um, in the office and all the housing things that we do, I'm a staff of one. So expediting that in, in a way that just makes it more efficient with having team or um, community partners just makes that move a lot faster. Um, so for example, True North is one of our biggest partners that we work with. And so the client starts with them, they get their quotes, True North, the the gals that work for them are are phenomenal at finding any resources, any any pockets of money that they can. Um, yeah, and like when True North, I I don't even know what True North is. True so North, it's... okay. So True North is um it's True North Community Services, and and their I think their corporate office is out of Fremont, but they've got branches here, and they do a variety of things that uh, um there's a self sufficiency program. They do some utility assistance, they do housing vouchers, and and helping folks with that. So it's kind of an all encompassing. A nonprofit that helps with different housing needs in terms of utilities or or actually rent. I mean, it could be a home, it could be a rental situation, but they're a, a pretty supportive organization for those things. So, are, are, is, is that a national, or is that a Michigan, or is that, or what, what is that? I think it's more of a regional organization. Like I said, I think their their main office is out of Fremont, and then they've got they serve they serve several counties. I know that they specifically serve the gals that I work with serve Mason and I think Mason Lake and Oceana County. So they're they're kind of all over. They stay pretty busy, uh, and so it's important that they have community partners like Habitat to go. Okay, so here's a family. This is what they need. They have a quote. We've exhausted all the outlets. But here's this big chunk. Um, and when I say big chunk, I mean, I'm going to say like, let's use a well. Wells have gone up substantially in the last couple of years. And so most oftentimes I'll say on an average, we're looking at about $10,000 for a well. If somebody can qualify through a program through the Department of Health and Human Services, they only pay $1,500 towards that. So we get involved. I I get the quote from the caseworker. And uh, we we contact the the vendor or the the contractor who's going to do the quote, and I call them up and I'm like, all right, we're paying the bill. Send me send me that invoice when you're done with it. And then I work with the caseworker and the client, and we have a a twenty five seventy five um, agreement. So we pay seventy five percent of it, and the the homeowner is responsible for twenty five percent of that that cost. What that does is makes that much more affordable. Obviously, the more funds that they can dip into, we can get that that cost down. And so in most cases, I'll say, so a new well would cost anywhere from I'd say fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred is about what we what we find. Folks are are kind of in that ballpark. Again, every project's different. Um, but so so it gets that down to an affordable or, or a more manageable amount of money for them to come up with to get running water in their home. And so we're here to just make sure that that happens and we can make we can get creative on how, you know, if we have to do payments um, or if we can work with other agencies. We've had some a couple of years ago for um, Christmas. It was like three days before Christmas and uh, it was a family of four. I hadn't had running water for like three months. Wow. The the mom, her between her work and the school, they paid for their contribution amount. Um, and three days before Christmas, she was sending me a video of her running water. And, and so that is why I do what I do. It's an awesome thing to be a part of. Um, and that's just one example, but we've done some things like foundation work. That's major problems with foundation work. Um, we've done some electrical issues, but the three main things that we work on are again, a safe roof, running water and heat. 
Wow. So, so you talked about, uh, I, I can't imagine like just uh, how impactful that is, you know, having, having a core, you know, running clean water, you know, is something that, uh, that I think a lot of uh, listeners be taken for granted. And then also just like uh, serving in Mason County, you know, we've, we've got the people in Ludington and Scottville and, you know, that are part of the main grid, but, you know, you start getting out of there and then everybody's relying on well water, you know? So if they, if they, you take that for, for granted. I, 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 you really do. And when you think about the number of times, I think sometimes we don't realize how often we go to a faucet, right? So like just to wash your hands or wash off food or to clean something, do laundry, take a shower. <laughs> like <laughs> we, we roll to our water resources often. And when you don't have that, it's a tough deal. We helped a veteran a couple of years ago too with it. He hadn't had water in five years. He was really resourceful, went down to the local river, filled up drugs for himself. I mean, these are, these are pretty incredible stories. And these are, there are a lot of folks that fall into that category here in our community. And we just, we just want to make sure that we're part of that solution. Oh, so you mentioned uh, True North. Uh, did you want to give a shout out or talk about any other agencies that's been uh, incredibly helpful for yeah. So a lot of our, so some of our main funding sources come from um, the community foundation, Mason County community foundation. They give us a grant every year to keep up this program. Um, the Mason County United way is another one that helps us fund. Um, they give us a good chunk of money. We've got a, a great partnership with the local veteran organizations. Um, there's several groups here. There's a, there's a countywide uh, trust fund. So when, if, if there's a client that's a veteran, um, it's all hands on deck and we we are all communicating via email. Um, how do we get this done when it comes to their contribution amount? Um, that group is coming together to make sure that the, the veteran doesn't have to pay anything or pays very little. Um, they try to get those fees, those costs down as much as possible. So uh, we have some pretty incredible partners in our community. Uh, we'll work with anybody that does a referral. We've done some things from the schools that call and say, hey, we just have this family. We don't know where to send them. But usually, like I said, I my true north has like been my my go-to gals. I they're they're awesome and we work really well. They we've got this like a well-oiled machine at this point. So no pun intended. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you said that you're a team of one. What does your support structure look like? Like your volunteers or or just like having that network or or uh help me understand that. Yep. So I have a great leadership team. My board is pretty incredible, a very supportive. Um, when I need something, they're there to to help and and be a helping hand or help me, you know, get navigate some some resources if that's what I'm looking for. Um, but our community partners are really where it's I, I rely on them a lot, which is why again when we went to a, a referral only uh, intake, it, it just was really helpful to me. So and and again for the client, I mean I'm not having to say okay here's my form. Um, I also need your income and I need this and I need that. And so it streamlines, you know, their experience because when you're imagine like you're, you're out in the country, you've got some kids and your, your well goes out or your heater, you know, your furnace stops working and it's getting cold right now. Right. The, the nights are a little frigid. And, and so you don't, your, your mind isn't like all the things, all the places you have to call or, you know, you're just stressed out, right? You're, you're just trying to make it through the day. So we just try to make sure that we can get this as simplified as possible, making sure that, you know, the caseworker and myself are working 
as diligently as we can to um, make sure that the, I mean, the homeowner has some skin in it, right? They, they have some mm-hmm. responsibility there, but at the same time, the more things that we can help do to just make sure, you know, that, that we can just get things done and make it happen, get it on the schedule um, and get it, get the project completed as quickly as possible. Our average is about two to three weeks. So we, we get things done pretty quickly. And that's again, with all of our, our, our partners, we just, everybody pitches in and make sure that things happen quickly. That's fantastic. So mm-hmm. with, uh, with our listeners, uh, how, how can, uh, our, our listeners or our local people, uh, help support your mission at Habitat for Humanity? I would say the biggest is just dollars. Giving is important. Um, we do have some volunteer opportunities within our restore. Uh, we do have a couple of staff, but overall we've got our volunteer opportunities are mostly in our store only because obviously going to the the programming that we have volunteers, it's not really volunteer friendly to do HVAC or well drilling, <laughs> but so those dollars are important. And one of the things that I have set as a goal for myself, um, I don't know if anybody's ever gone through any of these programs, but sometimes it's you know, well, funding's running out or can't do this project or get it in quickly because the funding ends at this point. My goal with our organization is that we never have to turn a project down due to funding. Um, And that's important to me because I want to make sure that we're always around and we're always able to take on whatever project helps change a life, impacts a family, impacts a household, that some of those home repairs don't have to be a stressor. Um, and, and because again, those are significant things that can really impact your health and your over your overall lifestyle, right? <laughs> when you're having to have space heaters and bundle up or don't have any running water, or every time it rains, you know, you're, you're super anxious because the, the roof is leaking or, and you're not sure if it's going to make it through this winter because it's that load of snow might be the, what it takes to compromise the structure. So, so dollars is what we need the most of. And again, it's just because that need is there. And, and um, this is the time, fall is really when we see the most uh, requests because again, it's starting to get cold. And as winter comes along, some you know pipes freeze and we have all these things. Folks kind of forgot about their roof or weren't thinking about it right now because, or in the, in the summer, because well, there was, I'm not really worried about it, but now winter's coming and there are things that start to pop on everybody's radar. So those dollars go a long way and it all goes to make sure that we make make it a point not to have to turn anyone down due to funding. Oh, I'm so glad you came on today. This has been like so enlightening on just like how important the work that you're doing is. If uh, someone wanted to reach out to you for uh, either make a donation or uh, or help out at the store, uh, what, what's the best way that they could reach out to you? Um, probably my email. I know that sometimes I'm, I, we have a, we have a website and it's masoncountyhabitat.org. If you Google habitat, uh, Mason County, there is another one in the state of Washington. So oh, just okay. make sure that, yeah. So we get <laughs> that Michigan a lot, <laughs> <laughs> um, but our, our, again, our, um, our website is, uh, masoncountyhabitat.org. Um, and my email is hfh.masoncounty at gmail.com. Awesome. So yeah, I I love my job because it's so impactful and and all of the things and all of the people that we get to touch and and be a part of what changes their lives is is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's so great. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> Very rewarding, Jamie, and thank you for doing what you do. Thanks. Well, thanks to all of our partners because we couldn't do it without our donors and our community partners. I mean, we just if we didn't have those dollars, we couldn't do the things that we do. Like, how can people get in touch with you if they have some questions? 
Yeah, uh, we can check us out at uh, thewealthdoc.com, gets you to a landing page on our website at sobblepointwealthmanagement.com. And then uh, our team is at the phones uh, 231-425-4308, 231-425-4308. Yeah, uh, thank you, Wendy. All right, thank you. And thank you for listening today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Doc Podcast with Mike Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Have questions? Visit our website at sobblepointwealthmanagement.com or give us a call at 231-425-4308. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sobble Point Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of Mike Heckman. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, Private Client Services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Mike Heckman or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of Private Client Services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Mike Heckman and RFG Advisory, are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.